Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Joel and Jolene. And today we're talking about how to play a dwarf. Sure. Is that what we're talking about? Well, we'll talk about dwarves in general. I don't know about how to play them, but I guess it includes a little bit of that. That's mostly what I read about. (laughs) So dwarves. To me, dwarves are always tied to token in the front lobe of my mind. Mainly because... And in the side... To Saul, everything is tied to Tolkien. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I guess in fantasy role-playing games, it probably is, simply because I think he had such an impact on fantasy books and fantasy tropes, right? I, I, that's, I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, I know some people may disagree with that, but for the most part, the way, the way he wrote the Lord of the Rings books and The Hobbit, he really had this concept of what they were the different races and what they were and then other people kind of built upon that even if they changed it a little bit for their own world let's say some other author i I can't for the way my mind works right now i can't think of any other authors i can think of terry pratchett okay well terry pratchett when did he start he was writing what in the 70s i don't know I don't know. I have all the books up there, but I, I don't, I'm not going to get one right now. I think so. So he was writing in the 70s and... And the 80s. And the 80s. And 90s. Right, right, right. But I mean, when he started writing. So I think he definitely was writing about tropes of fantasy tropes, right? Well, in Guards, Guards, he... Carrot is a is a human that was raised by dwarves. Right. So he thinks very dwarfishly. Yeah. And I love, I love that idea of the way that... I actually read that it. one. I, you, you, I know. I, I don't know if I, we mentioned if I mentioned it on the podcast, but Jolene used to drive me nuts reading those books because she'd be cackling in the room next to me while I'm trying to go to sleep, and I'm like, "What is so funny?" He goes, "Oh, this book, Terry Pratchett's hilarious," and I'm like, "Oh, that's okay." I found my I found my my reading mate that loved Terry Pratchett also and drove his wife crazy. Right. He, you're right. It's an interesting way of looking at it because Terry Pratchett, what he did is he took all these fantasy elements and twisted them, right? Kind of making fun of them in in a reverent sort of way, right? Because when when you when uh, I read Guards Guards, it was a funny book. It was pretty hilarious and it was pretty well written. It might be one of the first ones in the series or the first one he wrote about. I'm not sure, but it was very good. It was very funny, and I liked the way. He was being irreverent toward the whole fantasy trope, but it wasn't insulting. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, here we go with this idea that, you know, and Carrot, I believe was his name, right? Because mm-hmm. he was a redheaded guy? Yes. Right. So, and he, and then, you know, the, the whole, wasn't he like the a prince of of humans or something like that? And he had a magical sword and all this other stuff. So it was, a, it was making fun of that whole trope about the hidden prince and all this other stuff and at the same time carrot was kind of a quite a character right he was very straight laced a very you know uh that's why the only word i could come up with is straight laced uh, it's been a long time since i read that book in that depiction of carrot you get the idea of what dwarves are like and how they how in terry pratchett's world they they are and a lot of it you know, that is some of the fantasy elements of of token of, of of dwarves being in mines, right, digging in the earth, and they're pretty good with stonework and all this other stuff. So those tropes are stuff that almost every dwarf culture has in almost every fantasy book or 
game that there is out there. And I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting that 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 token idea of what doors are like, you know, just filters down through all these fantasy books to today. Well, if you listen to the episode about elves, and I'm not sure if Saul, how the publishing goes, but we talked about elves in the same way. Yeah. And um, I found it very interesting. The most interesting thing I found was that people don't like elves and dwarves in their games all the time. Right. I think a lot of people don't like elves because of their, the way they're represented, right? They're like hoity-toity or... uh, Which we talked about already. Already. And so... And dwarves don't are the exact opposite, right? They're they're gruff. They're not necessarily graceful like elves. They're more of the earth, right? In fact, they in the earth if you think about it. So they don't have this aura of sparkly cleanliness. Yeah, and and better than everybody else, right? And dwarves have this, uh, like I said, this earthy element of them, and I think. They're not as disliked by fantasy role-playing people. That's what I'm talking about. Of course, there's no real doors out there. So, But they don't like to play them. They don't like to, I mean, elves. They don't like playing them. But, and dwarves are slightly more likable, even though, according to a lot of uh, posts I read in Reddit and other places, they, a lot of people don't like dwarves either because of, uh, for one reason or another. I think one person complained that there's, there are too many sub-races of dwarves, right? And and stuff like that. So mechanically, they didn't like that. But at the same time, they would say, well, I really like playing a dwarf or they're okay, but they have these problems. They were talking about D&D and D&D is a main driving force of what fantasy games include. So if you're going to play a dwarf, how are you going to play a dwarf? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, if you look at the way their culture is, <laughs> right? He says it like they're... <laughs> Like there's history books on it. Well, they have history, right? <laughs> if you look, if you look at, at at Tolkien, he talks about the history of the dwarves, and in almost every every fantasy book, they have to talk about them and where they come from because you have to establish what those people are like. Yes. Uh, in every in every series, I mean, the, the only one I haven't uh, there's a whole bunch I haven't read, but there's one guy he I forget his name, but he he wrote a book called Orcs. And now he, he, I think he wrote a book called Dwarves, and and it deals with dwarves, obviously in in the whole book. But I never read it, and uh, I think it's somebody Abercrombie. I think is his name. I don't know if you ever seen it, but he's he's very popular, and he's very prolific because he's he, the reason I haven't read his books is because they're really freaking thick. They're huge. You know, there's a thousand pages. Okay, well, you'll have to point it out to me because I'm not sure what you're talking about there. Anyway, so obviously people talk about dwarves. They they have they have them in their books. I mean, they write about dwarves, and in those books, there's they have this culture, whatever culture that is. But for the most part, almost every time I pick up a fantasy book, and it does not necessarily D and D. There's other fantasy books out there. Dwarves are short, right? They're hairy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have beards, and they they. And for some reason, they have a Scottish accent. Well, uh, yeah, that's it is kind of weird. I think that has just has to do with the movies. Yeah, because when I was reading Lord of the Rings, I didn't catch the Scottish accent from the the written word. So I don't know. I think I think you're right. It has to do with the movies, though. Though I'm trying to remember if people talk with a Scottish accent in the dwarf when they were dwarves before the movies. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. But I think you're right. The Lord of the Rings, ugh, the Lord of the Rings movies has really 
impact a lot of people's belief of what dwarves are like. And that translates to how they're portrayed or how people play them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gimli, for example, he's, you know, you're right. He talks a Scottish accent. He's gruff. That has to do with the actor that portrayed him. That's true. But obviously they didn't voice coach him and say, well, you can't yeah, talk no, to him. I don't think he's Scottish, is he? Anyway. Anyway. So I think, and I keep mentioning Tolkien, but he does have a huge impact on what people believe or what people's ideas of what a dwarf is. So what else about dwarves? They they like mining, right? And they like, uh, they can do amazing stonework for whatever that entails, either shaping stone to make houses and well, buildings. Yeah. I, re- I read this article about about dwarves dwarves in D and D. Okay. And they were talking about one they're one of the longest lived races, right? Mm-hmm. Right after probably right after elves. Yes. So if you're gonna play one you should take that into consideration. Yeah. That they're probably they they think things through. They don't have to rush in. Well they're, they're seen as wise, right? I think so. I mean I, I don't know. I, I've always had that idea. I don't even know where I got that idea. And then well, you didn't get it from the movie because they didn't portray Gimli as they portrayed him as "let's go do this now" kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I think Gimli might have been young. That's true. But then most of the dwarves that you're going to be playing in a role playing game are going to be young. Right. They're going to be brash. I mean, I think uh, when you when you take any kind of character that you are, and you go adventuring automatically that you're a outlier than everybody else, right? Most people stay home till the farm or cobble some cobbles and and stay home, you know, stay home and do the nine to five, whatever that is. Even in medieval worlds, right? You got jobs or you have work that you have to do. And if you leave that security and go off into the wild and hunting buried treasure and stuff like that, you're a little bit strange, right? You're a little bit different than everybody else in the world. But that's all adventurers in a and d party, right? That is true. That is that's true. not just a dwarf or an elf, that's it. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That Automatically, that makes you, I don't know, not odd, but different than 99% of everybody else. It just makes you suspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know about suspect, but it does make you an outlier than the rest of, than the, rest of the group or the rest of society. So when we look at adventures, I think they're just a little bit odd, right? They're a little bit, you could call them crazy. Cause well, like you always tell the kids when we're playing D&D, think about the, you, you always go, well, you're going into this town. Think about what they're seeing, especially when someone wants to play a tiefling, right? You say, look, this is what the people in the town are seeing. This red demon walking around with all these other people. Right, right. And how how are you going to look to them? You're like fully armed. Everybody is fully has knives and Weapons swords the, and the, axes. Yeah. And so... Bows, crossbows. Yeah. <laughs> armed to the teeth is the word, yes. So how are the how are the villagers going to look at you? And they're strangers. The ta- and you're strangers. Yeah. Yes. And I, the thing is, I think people don't realize is that when I... Well, I've read a few history books in my day and and people didn't leave town they didn't leave their area i think i think even today they say except it's becoming more less and less common but more people 
live within 60 miles 60 today. miles of where they were born and right. in the in medieval times it was even less it was less it was like 10 miles at the most right yeah i think that it was the average was between two and ten yeah because you basically were born and died in the same village village and the same house. house yeah right and the, and the, and you and your family lived in that area for an extremely long period of time so having strangers come around was a very oddity odd and yeah. very and could be very dangerous if they're armed to the teeth right because yes. imagine you're a village and all you have is a hole or a pitchfork at the most right and uh, you probably have some knives oh uh, some knives I'm right sure and then here comes with the guy, people with armor right armed to the teeth <laughs> and some of them look really weird right because they're not from from your area you know because usually to travel far away and if you've never seen or heard or or We've probably never seen an elf or a dwarf. It's going to be really shocking. I think there's just to, to reiterate how people don't move away from where they lived. Remember, I, I think we discussed this before. There was this, this guy in Germany, and they tested his DNA, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, they found this cave or this this burial site of of early men. And they tested that DNA, and they found that he was a descendant of that DNA. And that DNA was like, I think it was like over 10,000 years old. You don't even have to go that far. You can just look at But it was, it was fascinating, right? There's this, there's this guy's, this family. I mean, maybe they moved away and came back, but I don't know. But that he was literally like 10 miles away from where that they found the bones of that. You yeah. don't have to go that far, Saul. So you live almost exactly 60, 60 miles, miles away from where you were born. Yes. And so do I. That's kind of weird. Of course, we weren't born in the same place, but... Uh, I think the only one that's moved far away is my brother Felipe, right? And Adrian. Well, I mean, I'm talking about my immediate family. Yeah. Everybody else has stayed within 60 miles. Pretty much. But there's other families that were people, especially in, in modern day Amer- America, a lot of families like there's this psh, just spreading out, right? I know people who have brothers in in different states and this and that. I have one brother in a different state. That's true. Look at you. You have a brother in a different state. And your other brother lives out in the boondocks. Well, Ready? but he's... Where is no, he's... Why, uh, Eureka. Oh, he's in Eureka? Yeah, wow. That is, your, that is the boondocks. But not from born? where we were. Where he was, was he born, born in Sacramento. Was, oh, Sacramento. Or around there, Yuba City. Somewhere. He's in the same valley. <laughs> oh, he's in, I mean, we're... Northern California. <laughs> But he's still not that far my, away. My sister's probably 60s, maybe 100 miles away from where she was born. Right, right. So I think I, th- I think in modern times, people do move farther away. But me and you, we still are like 60 miles away from where we were. Currently, Literally yes. where we were born. Yes. Currently, yes. Currently. <laughs> so if, you're, if, you're, if people are that much homebodies, right, more or less, I don't know if you call them homebodies, but... Stay in the same area for most of their lives. Think of uh, this idea that you're going to go out and travel the world on foot or on horse and live day by day, live out of your suitcase. In the wilderness. (laughs) Backpack. Out of your backpack, eating like dried food. And uh, I think they also had this thing called tack. Yes. Hard tack. Yeah. And and I never thought about it. I just... People will talk about They're like it. hard oat. Well, there's hard oat cakes, and then there's <laughs> dried meat, right? <laughs> this is, well, I, I, it was funny because 
people have talked about hard tack since I was playing D and D, and I never really listened to their conversations. So when I was a kid, I didn't care. But it was like it was rations, right? And they're like, "What are ra- what's in the rations?" And they talk about it, trying to make a real world comparison about stuff. I didn't really listen to it, but as I got older, finally somebody said, "Well, this is how you make hard tack." And then they they sh- it was a YouTube video. It is disgusting. It is like. <laughs> It is, you know, because they throw as much as they can in there, mm-hmm. you know, to make it like more nutritious, nutritious, if you want to use that word. But it is nasty. I mean, I, I don't know what in, it tastes in your like. Your opinion? I don't know what it, I don't know. You're right. In my opinion, like you said, it was like oat cake dried. Yeah. And then they stick meat in there and like hard meat and or mm-hmm. salted meat mm-hmm. and fat. And I'm like, that sounds disgusting. And they wrap it up in a piece of paper usually or cloth oiled cloth for some reason i don't know why so it won't dry out oh, sounds disgusting to me but anyway so door so i can understand where dwarves coming into town especially there's no dwarves in that area they could be seen as monsters or like a, 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 i don't know about monsters but they were different different and different is not good when you're in an isolated village yeah huge so so, so that's D and D, right right that's basically what we're talking or about or any fantasy any game. fantasy game right right well some fantasy games don't actually let you play dwarves right there's some some games that don't even have be, them they try to be more realistic or play a fantasy not fantasy but a medieval game yeah a more realistic medieval game. yes right so dwarves what else they're short right i forgot to admit they're, they're oh, short i don't I, I i don't know how short are they I, I'm thinking five feet. They're probably like my size or shorter. So you're Is five that, five. Yeah, on a good day. <laughs> he probably, always says that. I'm more. I'm more. I, I think honestly, I'm more like five four and a half. If I wear shoes my, with the lifts in, I get another inch in there. No, I don't have <laughs> lifts actually. But there's some uh, people in my store that I work with, and they're definitely dwarven height. I mean, they're shorter than me. And I think that I think I forget what the official height of a dwarf is. It's like four eight to like five, probably five five. I could classify as a dwarf. That's kind of sad. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so they're short. They're hairy. They like mines. They do stonework. Here's another one. They're seen as greedy or surly. Do you agree with that? I I don't know. I don't know. I I read that too and. I'm sure there are some that are greedy and surly. My son definitely picked up on that greediness. Remember when he played the dwarf? Yeah. So yeah. He definitely... But he takes things a little bit literally. <laughs> so he well, read it. Right? He was also very young. Right? Yes. Yes. Well, I went out very young. He was, what, 12, 13? Yeah. So there is that There is that impetus that as at that age, I remember when I was that young, that's all I cared about was gold, collecting stuff in my game. Yeah. And... and... And when you're making a character when you're that age, right, it doesn't matter. You don't have life experience. So when it says that doors are greedy, then he decided that. You're going to go with the trope. You're going to go with the, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, at the very end, I said Scottish. Are they, are they Scottish? I think this, <laughs> one guy wrote that he loves playing dwarves because it lets him play, lets him <laughs> do his terrible Scottish accent. And... Uh, he says it's pretty good until his the rest of the party, uh, rest of the players tell him to shut the hell up, <laughs> and they don't want to hear his terrible Scottish accent. Which Jol- uh, Jolene uh, would admit that I do have a terrible. He does. He has uh, a horrible accent. He's not good with accent. You know what was funny is one time my son was doing the Scottish accent and it, it sounded pretty good. I just <clears> seen way too much British television. I think 
My wife is responsible for that, Jolene here. So, game elements. For me, for me, game elements about is that usually they're hardy, right? Uh, like in D and D, they have a bonus to their constitution. Uh, they're uh, because of their stature, they're they usually have more uh, life points, hit points, and stuff like that. What else do you know about dwarves? They like axes. They you know well, they, they fight with axes or picks <laughs> because those are the weapons that they usually use, or those are we- those are tools that they use, right? The pick and uh, well, they have for what I read, and I read a lot of things. <laughs> so in D and D, I guess there are subclasses, right? Like, oh yeah, there's hill dwarves and mountain dwarves. Oh, are there other dwarves or are those? There's a ton of subclasses. Well, there's underground dwarves, right? Yeah. So it says it makes them tougher because they're if they're underground, right? Ah. Uh, but hill dwarves, they get a plus in their overall health every time they level up, and um, a lot of the feats that they can do are, and I don't know why. It depends on what they what they pick, right? But right, they always have skills with axes and. Always. And axes, picks, picks. I don't think they have shovel. I mean, I don't think shovel is a weapon. Well, it could be, but no, that's not usually considered a weapon. Picks, axes, picks and axes are real big in in the whole cultural dwarves in, in the. Fantasy so they must world. get like a, <clears throat> a plus in their constitution. Yeah, yeah. In D and D, they do. I think it's a plus two. So that makes them hardier. That makes them tougher. Uh, they're also uh, in D and D. They have what is it? They have a favorite enemy. Oh, it's usually orcs. Orcs, hobgoblins. Ho- yeah, I know. In I don't know if it was up to third edition, but they used to get plus two to attack against large creatures, uh-huh. like trolls, yes. hill giants, and stuff like that. And uh, and they're harder to hit when you're they're fighting. When you're fighting them and you're large, it says that they are have something called dwarven fortitude. So that I think that is part of their their race. That's like probably hit points and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And then um, also that they a lot of them can be good spellcasters. Like if they're hill, if they're hill dwarves. Oh wow! Because they can wear armor and be a spellcaster. I don't know. I read. I don't know. I read a lot of stuff, so I could be I remember, that confused. I remember in the original D and D, the first D and D book uh, rules that came out. They were a lot of times people were, would be dwarven clerics for mm-hmm. some reason, and and I don't know why. I don't know what why that came about. And that's where I think that the idea that they're wise, right? Because because they're older and they're sagely. They can be. I think Gimli. I think Gimli's a kid, so therefore he acts and reacts like the way he does in the in in the game, in the movies, and in the books. But when you talk about older dwarves and how they're portrayed, at least in Tolkien, they're much more serene and they're much more. I'll, I have a couple others after that one. And they're seen as wise in Tolkien, the older dwarves. So one of the articles I read said that if 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 this guy was going to play a dwarf, this is how he would play it. And I thought it was pretty interesting. He said they're insular, as in they prefer the company of dwarves. They, But those that go adventuring, obviously, are adventuring, right? Right. But they probably wouldn't settle down to marry other than a dwarf, and they would want to live in their community if they were settled. And 
he says, depending on the world, they could be considered persecuted by others. Wow. Um, and his idea that they find beauty in creation, like, so like we're talking about, you were talking about the buildings, buildings with stone. Right, right. And um, stuff like that. So maybe, or maybe making jewelry or finding diamonds or gems in the earth could be, a, a, and then creating something with them. Anyway. Well, that's another thing. You're right. That they're seen as being very good at making things, even not even stonework, but like weapons and silversmiths and stuff this like that. This guy says jewelry. Well, silversmiths, jewelry. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they do um, like gems. So he also talks about them being resilient and long-lived. Yes. Um, outwardly stoic. And yet, you he goes, I would play my, joy, my dwarf as joyful because dwarves are obviously enjoy good things a good meal a good ale right um a good fight good fortune you know they enjoy the stuff they do maybe because they're so long-lived i don't they know. enjoy living life um they plan they like to plan stuff because they live for a long time yeah it makes sense it makes sense yeah um then he says maybe they're fixated on something like um whatever like why did they leave their village or what happened that maybe there's a fixation they have like a fixation on an enemy that destroyed their village or something like that right right but that's all adventurers right you have to have a a, a motivation yeah. for playing this character well motivation for that character to leave the comforts of home i don't know but now that i've read all of these things about dwarves i told saul that maybe in one of our next D D games i'll play a dwarf of course she'll have to be a girl and if she has facial hair it'll have to be braided with bows in it because how else would you know i was a girl because i don't know how you would know what a girl elf looks i mean a girl dwarf looks like well i think was it i think D D fifth edition no third edition they had this the the drawings mm -hmm. of each race you know like a the, from the front and from the side, you know, to give you the perspective of what they look like. And I don't think they had beards, the female dwarves. Yeah, I, I, I have Remember a that? feeling I've seen a picture of a female dwarf in D and D. I would have to look it up again because it's been a while. They don't have. They don't have. I dwarves. can only picture Gimli. Right. So. <laughs> yes, that's a, so. Um, so what about other games? Well, I was wanted think, to play a dwarf. I think outside of fantasy role playing games. There's dwarves, right? Uh, for example, well, there's Pathfinder, Starfinder, which is basically just Pathfinder in space, advanced uh, the technology thousands of years later, and you have Starfinder, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, And the same thing with... Do they have dwarves in Star Starfinder, obviously? Yes. You know what? I really don't know. Because we have the book. I don't even know where it is. You bought it. I know. I really, really wanted to play that game until I did. Yes. And there was space combat. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I would completely avoid space combat in, in, I'm just, any, I'm just saying, any kind of game. Just, in any kind of game. I'm just saying. Um, but maybe I'm sure there have to be dwarves because it's Pathfinder. But I'll have to look it up. I'm pretty sure there is dwarves. Uh, next is uh, and Warhammer 40K. Warhammer has as, its own. Same as Warhammer. Right. The fantasy game. So the, you advance it, there's dwarves in space, right? And there are dwarves in... Or is it in space? War Warhammer's in space? Warhammer 40K. Oh. 40,000. They get it. There's Warhammer Fantasy, and then they 
Warhammer 40K is 40,000 years in the future. Don't make fun of me, but I think I must have missed the 40... At the When you say 40K, I thought of figures for some that reason. That is. That's the little model of models that everybody plays Yeah, with. I know, but I didn't realize it was 40,000 years in the future. Yeah. No, see, I, I missed that somewhere. <laughs> I was lost in translation on Jolie. But the eternal emperor that lives has lived for thousands yeah. of years. That's right? how much I paid attention to yeah. Warhammer. Sorry. I understand. I apologize. Anyway, so uh, but another one is Shadowrun. But see, another thing is these these all include dwarves, but also they're all stem from a from a fantasy game, right? Pathfinder, Starfinder. It's basically Pathfinder in space. Warhammer, Warhammer forty k. It's just the extension of that world. Shadowrun has a fantasy game called Earth Dawn. That is supposedly, you know, the pre- precursor, precursor to Shadowrun. So, uh, Earth Dawn is about the the sometime the before the, times, sometime in the past, yeah. Right? And when there were elves and right, dwarves, right, and, and orcs. And, and the idea is that slowly magic is leaving the world, and that's when they go away. And Shadowrun is when the magic comes back into the world. I was reading about Shadowrun because I'm getting ready to run a game. <laughs> I was reading that for every age. It, or every like the current Shadowrun is in the, the sixth, sixth world. world. Sixth world. So every even world has magic, and every odd world doesn't. Oh, it's a waxing and waning. Itself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And each world is how many years? I don't know. I didn't read that part. I think it's based on the is it the Mayan calendar or the well, Aztec calendar. Uh, I think it's the Mayan one, the one that's on the wall over there. Is that the Aztec one? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Oh. I think they both look similar. They probably do. Yeah. I think it's the Mayan calendar, but, um, the 2012, right? 2012, yes. Right, the end of the world. Yes. The age of Aquarius, right? Anyway. <laughs> yes, so Shadowrun does have dwarves yeah, and elves. And they they are very, and in Shadowrun, okay. they take their racism seriously. It's <laughs> right out in the open. And that's one of the other things I noticed reading these articles or Reddit or whatever. A lot of these people don't want dwarves and elves in their games right. or they don't want to play dwarves and elves because they find them foreign. They find them, they give them a, one guy said in his homebrew, he makes them, how did he put it? The foreign of mind or what did he say? He said, because <laughs> uh, it's a human centric game and he's given them an alien mindset, dwarves and elves, and he doesn't want them in his game. When I, and I told Saul when I read that, I thought, wow. The alien mind. So okay, so he doesn't even have them in his game. He doesn't allow them to be played as player. But characters. are they in the game? Yes. Oh, because he's given them an alien mindset and motivations. I can see that. And if you played them, that would demystify them. Okay, so we have a friend, remember Shannon, and he says that playing elves is very difficult, especially in the token. I think world. we talked about that. Yeah, we the did. Elves. Well, when we talk about elves, so I I could see people having that idea that they are so foreign in mind that you couldn't role play them because you couldn't role play them correctly you wouldn't be able to be so um whatever it is to be an elf yeah so in the door so if this guy thinks about the same thing about everything else then anything other than human you wouldn't be able to play because you wouldn't know that experience right okay so i think the can I call BS on that? I, I well, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to go into the direction that that I seem to be going into. So lately, there's a lot of games. Oh. 
<laughs> You're like, no. Anyway, there's a lot of games that that I don't want to get into it. So let's let's scratch that idea. Uh, I think it's a very interesting idea that you can't role play things that you don't know. But that's the whole point of role playing, right? Is to try to get into something else. Some okay. For example, I'm gonna play a special ops person in, let's say, Shadowrun. I have no freaking clue what a special ops person goes through or does. Yeah, I get the movies. They do all kinds of training. They're you badass. Read books. You know, read books. I've read uh, Tom read... Clancy, whatever. But honestly, I don't know what they go through, right? So Their ethical dilemmas. The, so theoretically, I shouldn't be able to play. I mean, if that, that way of thinking, I shouldn't be able to play anything. And then that kind of thinking is almost like I shouldn't be able to play anything but myself. And that's the whole point of role-playing games is to be able to play characters that you are not or you wouldn't have, be able to play, imagine playing or being. So I think the, those kind of, this, I know I'm getting on a soapbox, sort of a rant. Well, I think, I, think, I, think people, I think what you're talking about is when we, were, when we did the, the podcast on elves, there was this one video on YouTube that we watched where the lady was talking about how the reason she doesn't allow elves in her game is because she has this idea of elves right. and she doesn't want other people ruining her idea in her brain. She really likes elves and she thinks that, and she had one guy who played an elf and said cowabunga. At well, the that's end of, in her world, right? In her, yes. Yeah, in her game. And I can understand that. I can understand that. But even then, there's going to be a black sheep in the family, even even in elves. I know how yes. perfect they are. But I'm gonna next game I play, I'm going to play an elf, and he's going to be the grungiest, stinkiest freaking elf you've ever seen. He's going to smoke cigars. He's going to have the, 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 what is it, the, the, the stains on his fingers from smoking so much, <laughs> yellow teeth. He, he's not going to have beautiful long hair. He's going to have So hair. basically what you're saying <laughs> that is that... You should be able to play things that you don't identify with. Of course. That's the whole point. There you and go. I think it's kind of crazy that people say, well, you can't play that because you don't. Well, you, I've never experienced being a freaking magician. Spy. I've never been a, a, a sorcerer, sorcerer. Right. But I really like playing. Oh, my one. God. People get crazy. This is going to. We should talk about it later. But this is going to going to be a topic for for modern games where people play races other than the race that they are. And I don't even like using that term because it's ridiculous. But for example, uh, oh no, I'm just going to say, for example, the, the idea that you can't play me, I wouldn't be able to play up a black or African American in World War II, right? That was, and I played in a game where I played an African American in World War II. In fact, we all were African Americans because it was a squad that we all played in. It was a, guild game it was a really great game it was it was full of moral choices that we made and not made and and it was fantastic and sometimes when people talk like that it kind of makes me think that they don't want us to have that kind of game anyway so dwarves i think are pretty cool i always liked them i've never really played them because of my stature, I'm almost a dwarf. It's <laughs> right? too close to home. I'm too close. It's too. It's too close to home. Only thing is, that I can't grow a beard, and that actually this is true. That frustrates me too. Especially uh, my, since his son grows a. Yeah, he looks like he does look like Santa Claus, uh, the early Santa Claus, <laughs> from the pup from the animation ones. You know where he has that. It goes like it looks like sideburns. It goes just like I don't know what kind of look that is, but anyway, that's what it looks like. Though lately I have noticed that I actually have to shave like every two days. 
Okay. It was really frustrating because I used to go weeks without shaving. So I never really played a dwarf. Uh, okay, I, Saul's gone off away on a tangent. I think yes. you're going to have to take out most of that I, last I five think, minutes. <laughs> I, think I think they'd be pretty cool to play. So I th- in Shadowrun. In Shadowrun. In Shadowrun, playing a dwarf is no big deal. I mean, you get that. you you get special things for being a dwarf, right? You get th- different things for that race. I think the only thing the only thing you get in Shadowrun is that you get like demographic vision. Okay. Being able to see in the dark and demographically, whatever that means. Okay. Is that heat sources? Demographic thermographics? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they Are, might they might get something else, but I there's think no dwarves in Traveler, right? <laughs> No, <laughs> travelers human centric. Yes. Uh, except for aliens. Yeah. No, no actually, they, they are, there are like these. Uh, they call them Kazins or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think they are, and they're like lion people, or cat people. I know that um, when when there weren't any dwarves, but when in Tecumel when we played with Felipe, I remember there's some kind of alien creature. Yeah, yeah there's aliens. Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, played it on Oyoga. And he played it. Very alien-ish. Yes, because well, it was right. He's the little squatty thing that looks like has three legs, three arms, and and uh, so you, three you eyes. could you. I mean, it's okay to play things that you don't identify with, right? Yeah, I think you have to <laughs> in role playing games. <laughs> or you, or you're not. You not. You're not. Right. right. That's the whole point. I am not a wizard. I wish I was. I wish I could throw fire. I think everybody does lightning bolts from my fingertips. You just don't want me to be wet. That's all. <laughs> well, either way, I think dwarves are pretty cool. I've already said that, but uh, I think they're cooler to play than elves and easier to play than elves if you want to play the elf right, right? And dwarves are like you said, they're more earthy. They like living life, so you can play that to the hilt. Yeah, I have been inspired now to play a dwarf. <laughs> the next time we play D anD D. Or Pathfinder, or any any game that includes door. Yeah, maybe not Shadowrun. I don't know. I don't know about my my son is current. No, my son's playing an elf. I I, I Jason played a dwarf in Shadowrun, and and but it was a totally. It was he wasn't really a dwarf. He was tall. He had cyber well, that's, limbs. Well, he and had then, cyber limbs. And then genetically, he was undwarfish. Yeah, but he was yeah. So I don't even. So know. Shadowrun is an interesting one. I don't know. So you spent the carpet to be undwarvish, but had dwarvish qualities. Anyway, that that was a min max thing, I believe. Yeah, I think it was. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you could play a dwarf in your next game if they have dwarves and try to. You don't have to do a Scottish accent because I don't believe all dwarves have Scottish accents. Only dwarves from Scotland. I think you should only do it if you really want to annoy your group. <laughs> Because most people don't do very good accents. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was I was gonna try it right now, but I please don't. But I decided not to. So, so take that part out of the of the description of your dwarf, and go for it. Correct. I agree. Totally. There you go. This is gaming perspectives with Saul Angeline, and you have a good day.